Hello and welcome to Tells by Candlelight. This is your host, Busi Siwa Butelezi and Andrew Nimi. Mm-hmm. Busi is love, Andrew is poker. Welcome to Tells. How's it going, Andrew Nimi? What does that mean? Busi is love, Andrew is poker. That's my topic, specialty topic. That's what Tells is about? Yes, baby. You're going to make me say this how many times? But does that mean I can't talk about love? Yeah, nobody wants to hear you talk about love. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> they know it's good for them. You want to tell them why you said by candlelight? Well, because our office currently is experiencing an outage. There's no electrical power flowing to the home office mm-hmm. of Tell's podcast. That's right. It's been a long week. <laughs> yeah. You've had to suffer through all the work being done here. And then apparently now our unit is going to need some work. Apparently it's the rain that caused the electrical outage. Yeah, we don't we don't operate well in Las Vegas when there's rain. Why do you think that is? Everything's just built poorly or what? Probably. I don't know. Is it like something that has to do with like condensation or like humidity or something? The nice man couldn't tell me. But he said that this is the best apartment complex he's worked in. The last apartment complex, people would be taking showers and the whole tub would collapse down into the tub, into the apartment below. Excuse me? Yeah. He says, oh no, Las Vegas apartments are very dangerous. What? <laughs> Where the hell was that? I don't know, somewhere like uh, south of the Strip. He said, yeah, the apartment was old, but he said that the maintenance, like nobody did maintenance on the units. And so his job was just like to hold it together. He says he's replaced many a ceiling that just collapsed, collapsed into the apartment. That's terrifying. Yeah. So he says, you don't even have that problem. You have a concrete ceiling. Nobody's ever going to fall in on top of you. I was like, that's. Wonderful. Great to know. That's that. Yeah. You got to look at the bright side. (laughs) But anyway. um, While we're here in the dark. See what I did there? The bright side, darkness. (laughs) So clever. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I abandoned you. And on Valentine's week. It's typical. (laughs) Just typical. Is that bad? You told me to go. I didn't want to hear you complain about it either. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'd rather be by myself and not hear you complain about it too. Yeah. Well, it worked out for me. Mm, must be <laughs> nice. Tell us about your week. Uh, I spent the week at Commerce Casino almost entirely. I left the casino twice. What did you leave for? Um, the first time I left at like one in the morning to go to one of my old favorite haunts, my favorite, one of my favorite bars to get some footage from a local uh, bar. And the second time I went for Valentine's Day dinner with my older brother who lives there. What a nice date. How was your date with your older brother? It was great. We went to a Lebanese place, um, had delicious dinner. I got the uh, the vegetarian uh, platter. What? Are you proud of yourself? Yeah. You're supposed to get a pat on the back or something? Well, normally when I go there, I'm getting like three kinds of meats and <laughs> just gorging myself on animals. 
No, that's all. Terrible. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, I so am you, proud of myself. You had some what falafel and yep, falafel, tabbouleh, hummus, grape leaves, all that, all of that. We're proud of you too, Andrew Nimi. Making me hungry just thinking about it. <laughs> um, after that, went to, over to the bike for a little bit. Saw Ramsey. He's uh, live at the bike, regular. Played a little bit of poker over there. But yeah, for the most part, was on the grind at the Commerce Casino. Yeah, the poker there is great. I was talking with Ramsey about this a little bit. It just seems like a fairly decent disregard for money in the poker games there. So does he live in Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. Plays poker there all the time? Yeah, but he doesn't play full-time. He's got a job. What is his job? He works construction on like the freeways. What? Mm-hmm. Like physically or just like the book person in the back? <laughs> no, he's out there like early in the morning. No. Yeah. Show me a picture of this Ramsey person. Let me see. No, I'm a little worried. Why? Because he's a handsome fellow. <laughs> Baby. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll show you a picture. Oh, hello. <laughs> he's Lebanese too. Oh, he's cute. Hello. Does he have a girlfriend? Oh, nope. look at his dad. Is that his dad? Yep. Mm, he's very handsome. See, told you. Told you I was worried. Hmm. There Hello. he is with a shotgun, apparently. Oh, oh, I thought it was a fishing rod. So did I. <laughs> there he is, working. Oh. He says that he um, has to be very precise in his work that he does. And so when he plays poker, he just kind of like splashes around and gets it out of him. But he's been doing pretty well lately. He won like $30,000 on the anti-game at Live at the Bike like last week or something. So why aren't we living in California again? That's the discussion. Hmm. Hmm. I think we need to rethink our lives. Yeah. But uh, speaking of Valentine's Day, I sent you the the email, right? Of About the men of South Africa and how they got over Valentine's Day. You did. You should... Explain that one. You should explain it. What do you think you understand about the men's conference that took place in South Africa from February, what, 15th? No, February 13th till the 16th. Yeah, something like that. So there was like a movement. I don't know if it was a movement, but like, uh, I don't know if it was like a viral email or just like all sorts of platforms or whatever, but um, somebody came up with the idea to create like a fake men's conference going on uh, in South Africa over Valentine's Day. And that would give all the men who provide them with an excuse as to why they didn't have to shell out uh, for expensive dates and (laughs) dinners and presents on uh, Valentine's Day because they had to attend this This men's conference. conference, Yeah. What do you think about that? um, It's pretty funny. Did people like actually use this? As an excuse? Or was it like just a joke? I mean, everybody knew it was a joke. But the fact that it went so far, like there were (laughs) memes of locations and people had memes of setting up the location in anticipation for this men's conference. (laughs) So everybody who got involved was really involved, right? That's pretty cool. really went with it i'm gonna be the guest speaker at men's this men's <laughs> conference i can't wait to get there it was pretty funny that's cool um what do i think about it i think it's hilarious i don't know if it's like i don't know would a joke like that really take off here and no 
uh, I think it's much more ingrained, right? Like if I think of my parents or my grandparents, Valentine's Day was not a thing for them. That's like white people stuff, right? And yeah. so slowly as culture um, becomes more integrated, like the younger generation has to deal with this like Valentine's Day, but they know that their parents didn't deal with Valentine's Day or their parents' parents. Okay. And so there's still like this apprehension, I guess, to Valentine's Day. And then, but here it's like Cupid is not our story. You know what I mean? It's right. not an African story. So it really is just like something we picked up because it's an integration of people and cultures. So it doesn't really belong to the black people of Africa. Okay. And so obviously trying to find a way to get out of it is like genius because it's like, this is not even our thing. So <laughs> why should we spend money on it? Um, and in America, the story is like very much cultural or in the Western society. Yeah. It, so you are, know white, what I mean? are white kids participating in South Africa? Do you think white kids participated? I don't know for sure. But I, I know, know like non-white people did, like even if they're not uh, black, like Indian or, you know. Non-white people did or did not? Did, obviously. Non-white people. Yeah. So like black people, Indian people, what we refer to as colored people in South Africa, which is a race and it's not racist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. So they do participate what? in Valentine's Day. They do, but you know. At the back of your mind, you know that this is not really your thing. Because if you look back at your history, there was no Shaga Zulu with Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and so you know that it's just like, you know that it's like manufactured and it's not really your thing. Yeah. And we've just made it our thing because A, marketing is genius. Sure. And so, but... I think well, it's a little people, bit different. Don't people want like an excuse to like spend money? No, no not, not in South spend Africa. money, but like be loved. Yeah, but have I have their partner do something for them, but not in the same way. If you think about how a man was to show the family that he was ready to be a husband would be by showing his strength, not his like bank balance. Right. Yeah. It's like, can he hunt? Can he? you know, slaughter a cow? Can he fight the neighbor to protect his crawl and his family? So hmm. those kind of things are just like, are they? I don't make my wife uh, cookies to still, show her I love her. Which can is, still have a neighbor fight on Valentine's Day? You can. Sure. <laughs> Should I knock on their door? <laughs> this apartment is empty. That's right. Yeah. I'll just keep knocking until I find someone who wants to fight. So I think it's it's uh, really funny because it's like a rebellion against that sort of non-cultural, but in the funniest way, yeah. right? And not making it bad. So your little sister sent it to you, right? Is that how you discovered no, it? No, I discovered found it, on, like, it on, yeah, I found it on Facebook, not okay. even Instagram. Don't want to know if uh, the ladies find the joke funny or if they find it uh, dumb. I think a lot of, I thought it was a girl who reposted it on Facebook and they mm -hmm. found it hilarious. Yeah. I thought it was really funny um, because <laughs> really, like, I think it's up to you and your relationship. So if your partner is into Valentine's Day or you're into Valentine's Day and that's 
the conversation you've had, then of course, then it's great. Mm-hmm. Then he'll buy you flowers and chocolate and stuff. Yeah. Like I've never wanted a white teddy bear except when I was like 15. You know what I mean? In high school. Yeah. But I've never wanted like a white teddy bear with the red roses and the. What do you want for Valentine's Day? Next, you next, can't afford it. Next year. Private plane. You want a private plane? Like Not the a plane? private plane ride. No, a private plane. You want the period. plane? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I can't afford it. <laughs> See, what do you want still. that I can't afford? <laughs> <laughs> uh, time and thoughtfulness. Yeah. So yeah. you want me to like plan something out or just give you my mind's attention on that day? What do you think? I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I think either you would enjoy. Yeah. So hmm. something. Not running away. Not going to LA by myself. Not running away the day before. <laughs> but to be fair, Andrew invited me to LA. But then I have to worry about shitty internet in hotels. Mm-hmm. And then I can't wake up in the morning while you're sleeping. because uh, it's, Yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, we should move to LA. Okay, let's do it. Moving to LA. How about I next year we go to Amsterdam for Valentine's Day? That'd be great. Okay. That's what we're doing now? Sure. It's on the podcast. Yeah. Somebody's going to remember if you don't... Um, I know. You know. Oh, I know. Trust me. <laughs> so, Andrew asked to hear about people's relationships, mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. Did you get any... How's your games? relationship going with me? I think it's pretty good at the moment. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's great. Not that you asked. <laughs> I did ask you. So your your relationship is great? It seems like it. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I think our stresses come from things outside of the relationship. So your relationship is great? Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, is anything ever perfect? No. But, but life is pretty good. Okay, so somebody asked that we talk about our date. No, they didn't really ask about talking about our date. Hold on, I need to take my shirt off. Oh, okay. <laughs> Candlelight uh, podcast is really coming together. <laughs> oh, she's got another shirt on underneath. It's not a naked candlelight podcast. Anyway, so not this week. Last weekend, we went to check out the Nomad Hotel bar. In Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts? Very cool. Cool. Yeah. You want me to talk about the entire thing or what? Yeah, whatever, whatever you want. Well, I didn't realize, even though you told me, I'm sure that it was like a hotel within a hotel. Like four times, but okay. Yep. This is a hotel that's where New York City. Right. It's a uh, transplant of a New York City yeah. boutique hotel. Basically like everything restaurant, else. Bar. I know we're t- talking about that. So all a lot of the restaurants on the strip are not original hotel or restaurants. They're all transplants from New York or LA or Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not original concepts. They're like a second location of these successful trendy things. Um, so this one, the Nomad Hotel is a hotel in New York City. And cool like is it a lobby bar or just like lounge thing towards the front of the hotel um this is within the park mgm which was formerly the monte carlo 
and really cool lounge great drinks my drink was the best what was your drink um what was it called it was called like the new fashion or something no that's that other place this was it was like some sort of french name i don't remember mm. it was like it was like an old-fashioned it was though. like on maison or something like that oh but yeah basically in the style of an old-fashioned good stuff i had an espresso martini which was delicious was it it was really good it okay. wasn't like creamy I don't think uh, I it tried was it. just like delicious what coffee and vodka i guess yeah but the coffee was really good so, so. i think it was it was a double date and i think all four of us gave it two thumbs up maybe i don't know i guess we shouldn't put put thumbs in their mouths <laughs> but lucy and i both two thumbs up so yeah if you are in las vegas go check out the bar the bar is like very old world um decorated with like deep woods and red my kind of spot the more wood the better it looks like it should be uh, a library like somebody some well-established person's library beautiful yep and then we went to best friend great concept korean barbecue restaurant it's not korean barbecue it's not Don't korean do- barbecue it's called Korean barbecue, but they barbecue the Korean food behind the scenes. So that to me is not really Korean barbecue. Okay. Um, but the concept is really cool. The decor is cool. The music is cool, except a little loud. Quite loud, but I enjoyed it. But it's very Vegas, right? Like loud restaurants. Like mm-hmm. I haven't been to STK for that very reason, because every time you walk past an STK, the music is blaring. And I'm like, how do you have dinner when it's so loud? <laughs> um, there was a DJ in the restaurant. Yeah, which is, you know, the, the thing, I guess. Hmm. So, yeah, all in all, it was a successful night out on the strip. I really do recommend just go for one cocktail at nomad bar two is a little bit excessive we went back to nomad after dinner as well we went before and after dinner yeah andrew was feeling like a baller or something (laughs) like a baller two drinks at 17 dollars each yep okay shall we go back to listener feedback yeah so someone wanted to know about our date what we do on a date? No, they just wanted a review of the Nomad Bar. Oh, okay. Not about you. Nope, Got not it. about you, baby. Okay. <laughs> we did re- receive some great emails. Hit me with a great email. Okay, first question from Hesh. Okay, hello, Hesh. So, Hesh says, As per your request in the previous episode, I think I have something to share. So, I recently met someone on Tinder. Don't judge me. I'm too lazy to go out and meet people. So I use Tinder. I don't think that's weird. Everyone uses Tinder. Mm -hmm. She's from Belarus and she's pretty cool. Anyway, we met a month ago and we happened to live in the same building. So we hang out a lot. Anyway, the other night, so we're hanging out. We just finished watching Bohemian Rhapsody. If you didn't watch it, you should. It's awesome. Have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody? No. Bohemian? I have not either. Uh, And she says, when we get married, we can't have kids. And... He says, well, let's ignore the fact that we just met and neither of us have said I love you to the other person yet and assume we will get married. The question is, why aren't we going to have kids? And she says, well, we're compatible and I think you see that. So it's not crazy if I say that we might end up together and love comes later. 
because we can stay together for years and still hide things from each other. But once we're married, things will eventually, eventually be revealed. And I'm not saying we should get married now, but I'm saying that if it happens, we can't have kids because I believe the blood should be pure. So if I want to have kids, I should have kids with a guy from my country. And if I'm with you, I won't have kids because we shouldn't mix. <laughs> so I actually agree with her on the first part about compatibility and the issues that people can hide. And I don't want kids, but this is crazy, isn't it? <laughs> So Hesh wants to know what we think about... I'm glad he said it before I had to. <laughs> what, that that's crazy? Yeah. So what would you make of that? Not wanting to have kids with somebody that you like and are compatible with. Well, okay. Okay, so I guess we'll just get to that part. Um, what did you want to address? <laughs> I think that's the only thing to address. What? I mean, I don't know how long they've been hanging out, dating, seeing each other, whatever. But that's a lot to like, there's a lot going on there. What is this hiding things from each other four years down the road or something? Well, she doesn't want to have the conversation when they're in love already. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like a deal breaker for she, her. Oh, so she's saying we sh she doesn't want things to be hidden from each other down the road. Right. Okay. So she's saying it, we might as well get all that stuff out now before we're like deeply in love <laughs> And then I turn around and tell you we can't have kids because our blood wouldn't be pure. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure where to start. Like, she obviously knows right off the bat that he's not from her country. Right. So why would she even, like, be seeing him in the first place? Why wouldn't she just say in the, in the Tinder profile, like, Russians only? And second of all, that's very, whole thing is very, very weird. Yeah, I don't really like, know what to make of this it. This pure blood thing? It's very disturbing. <laughs> Seriously. But so it's probably just a matter of uh, her asking herself where she got that belief, right? Because if she really did believe it wholeheartedly, she wouldn't be dating people outside her race. Because if you're having sex with somebody, I don't care what sort of protection you're on, there's a possibility that you can have a child. So good luck to you with yeah. your rules. Well, why would you even want to like, where, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I second your opinion. Like, where does this come from? Right. And so why she, would you even want to associate with someone who's not like of your origin on the planet? Because she knows it's dumb. Yeah, seriously. Do you know what I mean? But she's so somewhere, some body or gave her that idea or she saw it and took on that belief so she just needs to figure out where that belief's coming from mm -hmm. or and if she does want to keep it that's fine but then she'll have to make different decisions right she'll have to make decisions where she's not in a place where she meets people on tinder that yeah. wouldn't be able to give her these pure children <laughs> yeah i don't know it's crazy i mean i'm glad you said it first hash like i said um, but definitely crazy. We're all humans. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I don't think anything like that is. I mean, it just gets passed down from your parents, dumb beliefs, right? And right. Your grandparents and whatever. Yeah. So, and that's the thing, like if you don't question it. So if you really like her, then you have to ask her to question that. If not, just uh, move, I guess. <laughs> don't date people in your building because now it's going to be awkward. Right. Super awkward. But yeah, you probably just have to 
if she's not willing to let go of the belief, I don't see how you move forward. Because what if you change your mind and you do want to have kids? Now you can't have kids because That's right. your blood is not pure. Like it's fine now that you don't want to have kids, but what if you do later? Yeah, it's a good point. So, yeah. That's how we had all these uh, atrocities against humanity, right? Yes. Because of uh, thoughts like that that are that go unquestioned. So, idiocies. I, I think that, especially even if you don't end up together, I think if you like her and you care for her, that might be something that you just leave with her. You mm-hmm. know, just asking or questioning that, not aggressively, but just probing into why she thinks yeah. that and intellectually. Why she, believes that and hopefully you can come to some sort of resolution yeah seriously god willing from sean we got an email titled new year new job and happier life nice so sean says hi andrian busi not sure which podcast it was but i wrote in regarding being miserable in my job as a truck driver Thinking of concentrating on poker full-time and not being sure what to do. Having played full-time for a span of six to eight months years ago, I thought about going back on the grind once again. After the podcast aired, I ended up making a job change, although it was in the same field, just for a different employer. Things definitely improved. Personally, with the job change, which then made things better all around. Fast forward a year and I've landed a job at UPS that I've been trying to get since 2013. Nice job, Sean. The future is looking better. I'll be working less hours, was doing 13 to 16 hours a day for almost double the pay, better benefits, retirement, and pension. Uh, Sweet. I'm moving to wherever Sean is. (laughs) Having this now, I believe I'll not only be better for me personally and financially, but I also think that this will allow me to concentrate on poker as a supplemental income, study better and not stress if I have a losing session at my local 2-5, no limit. Often I hear other professional poker players say how important it is to have some other sources of income, whether it's a business or a career, in order to provide the necessary money you need to provide for yourself and your family. I believe this is the most plus EV lesson in poker. With the swings and variance that cash game and tournament poker has, this makes sense. The stress of playing professionally full-time to make your living in such a swingy game is unimaginable unless you have an endless amount of money, at which point you're, do- you're not doing it for a living. So, my point, thanks for the advice, sincerely. You, yourself, Andrew, have said this very thing on the podcast and vlog. Hopefully more aspiring pros and poker players in general will take this advice. I can now take care of myself and my kids better, less stress, which translates to a happier life and still play poker and concentrate on it in a way that hadn't been, that I hadn't been able to do in the years past. Thank you both for the podcast. I listen religiously, the vlog I watch with every new release and for the lessons and advice in life. The two of you have had a positive impact on my life, and I will forever be grateful for that. Wow. That's a fantastic message to receive. I know. I got teary when I read that message um, a couple of days ago. Congratulations, Sean. Yeah. Thanks it's amazing. Looking up. Well, that's pretty cool. I don't know how much of a help we were, really, but um, fantastic work. 
moving yourself into a happier place in life. I think people sometimes just like get in such a rut and, you know, you got to remember to take time and be introspective and see what other options there are that might make you happier in life. There you go. A success story. From what? Tell's podcast? Yes. That? <laughs> that was all Sean's doing, really. Was it? Yeah. Or was it mine? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was all his doing. I mean, yeah. sometimes I think you just need to hear your idea or your thought out from your head. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that seems totally doable. Yeah. But it was all Sean. It wasn't you, love. Nice work, Sean. I will take zero credit. You should. Okay. One more. Yep. Message from Frank. And he said, time slot, thumbs up, doesn't matter. I listen when I can on my commute. So thank you for providing feedback about our new release time. Mm. Tells podcast. That's right. Relationships. Thought about this in the context context of Andrew's comment on 2019 poker results thus far being good and how he worried saying so would jinx it. The same reason that's bullshit is why I think it's okay saying I can't believe how lucky I am with my wife of nearly eight years, two children under two, and all the shit that that entails, literally and figuratively, and how I can think positively but not enviously of past relationships. They got me here, right? In the same way, Andrew recommends putting the work in on his and on his and our own games. The work we put into the things that are important is going to yield positive results. If the relationship variance occasionally throws my wife and me a curveball, we are far enough along in the relationship game to know that it's just going to happen from time to time. Your aces are going to crack once in a while. And that as long as we keep putting in the work and playing with each other in the best possible way we know how, the outcome is going to be great. And is. Keep up the great stories. Always a pleasure to hear you both. P.S. Sad to miss the 223 game. Grayton, right? Grayton mug. But my daughter turns two that weekend. Would have enjoyed continuing the mug run good. Come back and visit us in California often. Happy birthday, Caroline. Caroline's turning two. Okay. So Frank says uh, you don't have to worry about um, jinxing a stretch of run good by acknowledging it. Right. That there will be down swings no matter what, and that your uh, superstitions are not what's going to affect them. And the same thing happens in relationships. Yep. Making a little too much sense there, Frank. A little too much <laughs> sense for my liking. <laughs> but how superstitious are you, really? Not really. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So I agree with you, Frank. None of these people have any questions. I'm trying to solve people's lives here. Seems like they're figuring out lives for themselves. Yeah. They, that makes me feel like I'm not like I'm not really needed. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> okay. I think that's all we have time for for this episode of the podcast while Andrew goes and deals with his existential crisis of yeah. feeling needed in the world. This is bullshit. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for writing in. Congratulations. Sean, happy birthday. Caroline, turning two good this luck. weekend or next weekend. Mm. And Good luck, Hesh. Yeah, Hesh. Watch your back. <laughs> <laughs> the Russian accent is very sexy, though, so I think that's what got Hesh yeah. in the first place. That's true. So we will chat to you next week. Adios. 
Goodbye.